she found pictures of me in elementary school in <laughs> high school and on my social media and put them in and i think that is so funny that is so fucking funny and i'm really happy that my name personally isn't attached to riker's mini man next to mini shelves in a mini oh, room because yeah. she would have found it because i don't know where oh, she boy. got these photos from <laughs> Hey, right. Croissant, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, just grinding it out, you know? Like, it is finally a bearable temperature outside, at least this past week, where it's been in the, in the high 70s, low 80s. <clears throat> and I mean, obviously, like, it's still like relatively hot, but here when there's no humidity and it's 80 degrees, it feels amazing. It's like divine. Yeah, it is literally perfect temperature. Like you can go outside in a short sleeve shirt and actually feel comfortable and, and not like get drenched in sweat after five minutes. Right. You said you've been working a lot um, at the restaurant, right? Like that's just kind of you've been picking up where where things have been slacking staffing right right um that is still continuing um as of this week and this next week we have a server returning who is going to be able to pick up a lot of the shifts and we also have one new hire so two new staff uh definitely makes scheduling a little bit easier to where i can comfortably kind of go back to my old working three four days a week um kind of gives me an opportunity to 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 focus on what we were talking about earlier and uh, i don't think it's been mentioned on the podcast specifically yet but i've been like i mean you know that i've been talking with mm -hmm. some uh, some people at a, a a company that builds private jets and so cool man so i've cool. uh I I've, I gave them about a week uh, and I got in contact with them again and she told me that they had a contingency with some French upper management and oh. it was a in like an all hands on deck situation and that's what they've been dealing with for the past week hmm. uh and and so she told me that they finally kind of have things set up. They have their new model, uh, like the systems involved with that kind of implemented. And they are, uh, they are looking to get me into the facility to, to tour and to talk with some of their engineers sometime next week. Right. Holy um, shit. <clears throat> and then from there, I mean, it's really all up in the air. Like I, I could either, say like hey when do i like how do i apply you know what's the what's the process looking like like realistically is this something that i could start like right away or i uh or, or do i have to like go back to school or do i have to like actively start school before i can can go back in um is it is an internship going to be more my style or are we looking to apply for like an actual like entry-level job position um, mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of things that I need to to talk to them about and I have to gauge whether or not that it's something that I personally would be interested in after seeing what a day in the life is like. Right. Wow, that's that's crazy. But, like do so would you would you have to move? Like what what is what is cuz you said it's French, it's a French company? Right, right. It's so, a French company. Do um, you do you they're, where you are? No, no, no. So their location is based here or like it's obviously it's a french company but they have a location that primarily just does private jets here okay um they i could they kind of have like a little extra facility attached to the back of the airport here uh and so that's where i imagine that i would be working Right. I don't know if they if they've switched with COVID and everything, if they have like remote positions available or if uh I mean I also don't mind going into uh to a, a an actual location. Like it'd be pretty badass, you know, you gotta have a, a VIP like a special card yeah, to get even get got, into the premise. You got the like special the special yeah, ID card going go in, in. You know, fingerprint scanner, I yeah. like retina, like dude. <laughs> VIP, Being like a like million bucks going to work every morning. Idea, right. Driving my my car next to parking next to all these people with fucking Range Rovers and <laughs> uh but I don't know. I mean it's it's a weird feeling, it's a weird position to be in just because my entire like work experience has been in the food service industry. Right. And this is a complete 180 from what i'm used to so i don't know mm-hmm. what the what the environment is going to even be like 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 is it going to be people that like to to make jokes and you know have a good time like like in my job or is it going to be like super oh, corporate mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. like uh all work no no fun um but at the same time i'm like this is the first time i've been in a position to where i can clearly see a career path you know right where it like sure i would have to climb the corporate ladder you know but but at the same time like being able to be at the bottom and see like hey this is where i could be in like five years this is where i could be in 10 years like Mm -hmm. it, it makes it like it i don't know just the 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 appeal of the grind is just it's very motivating right now. Right, that's huge. That's such a, like a good opportunity, man. I wish. Yeah, I, w- I was talking with uh, with Yi like a couple of days ago, and I was telling him about it, and he was like, "Man, you you just gotta jump in and get at it." Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it seems like a like a very good opportunity, and and I think. He told me he's like I, like I I think that I would regret it if I let it slip through. You know, life is short. Yeah. Oh, so for I, sure, hundred percent. I I hundred percent agree with him. I you have I, to get after it for sure. Yeah, literally went to sleep next morning. It was when I texted, uh, texted the 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 my Lady. contact, and mm-hmm. it was just like, man, like I I I'm at this position where I know it's gonna be. A pain in the ass i know a lot of things are gonna have to be sacrificed as far as like my social life goes but personally i think the idea of being in a position like that and and i mean not just the money that comes along with it but just 
the job is very prestigious in and yeah. of itself. Like to oh. be able to say I build private jets, like that's sick as it's, fuck, uh, dude. That's like, so cool. Like you know, you know when you meet a new group of people and you sit down and it was like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, you know, I'm a teacher. Oh, like I work. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a server I, at a restaurant. I'm a server. Know, so. You know, I I I work a, a till or whatever. Motherfucker gets yeah. to say I build private jets. That's right. sick and, as fuck. It. What's even like in a, in a, to take it a step further is like with the experience that I have in the food industry and, and serving and working in at like the, one of the, some of the nicer hotels and, and nicer restaurants around here, I can then take my charisma and my, my ability to communicate with people into that job as well. And potentially even find myself in like a management position. Like mm -hmm. it, it makes managing and makes communicating with people very like so much easier right and people in those positions tend to also kind of move into the sales side of things where i'm not necessarily like doing manual labor but more taking clients out to lunch yeah and taking them out to dinners and talking with them and and, and, and pitching the idea of buying those yeah. clients aren't <laughs> like nobody is those they're buying right, private, those private jets, jets. Like, <laughs> like yeah they, they got money man, oh, and, man. and literally like all of it would be covered by either the company or by the client like yeah it's, it's yeah it's fucking that's crazy dude oh my god well listen i'm gonna i'm gonna inquire about a private jet as soon as you get on sales just an fyi right, we're going for right. lunch we're going for supper like, like yeah for, for the listeners i i make a joke every now and then to Levin where i'm like get to the runway or get to the get to the tarmac i got a private jet waiting for you and you know i'm we're, we're setting it up to where maybe 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 it may happen, man you know? one day it's so funny because like i'll be like um well like brave like is streaming her screen and her husband's in the background these you don't know we make a joke about hitting on her husband all the time and um it, you know it, like she'll she'll be streaming her her face cam or whatever and then we'll see luke in the background i'll be like we know his location we know his location we know where he is let's go get him let's go get him or like luke went to work or whatever he's out the house and we're like okay hey, let's go let's go fucking let's go take him right now so that she can't she doesn't know he's gone and then he'll text me out of the blue right be at the airport in 20 minutes <laughs> and i got the jet on the way and like the and like the weirdest times too like it's mid like middle of the day conversations kind of dying out he's like hey let's go right now it's amazing it's a great <laughs> joke and and the fact that you're actually working on privates is gonna make me like on bro, edge every time manifesting you say it. bro manifesting Manifest is real exactly i'm gonna be on edge every time you say it i'm gonna be like is he serious like <laughs> if let's just i'll just send a picture 20 minutes later hey man i've been waiting where are you one day if out of the blue you text me with no context 20 minutes at the airport i'm gonna show up like because <laughs> because yeah. now there's there is like there is the possibility right. that it happens right. and i think me being hopeful me i'm gonna be like oh my god he's coming to get me right right <laughs> oh man but um Oh my god, what are we doing? Oh my god, I'm the worst podca podcaster ever. Um, well, I feel like I should honestly mirror the question because you had a uh, a certain video that was posted in our uh, in in the Discord, and it, it got me thinking. Like, is this is this video like? Did you record this? 
Did I rec I had a certain video posted in the Discord. Oh, the Post Malone one. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did record that. Yeah. Um that was me. Uh that was from last that was from like October 2019. Oh, uh, okay. So he's getting hyped for Yeah, so no, somebody in chat was was bringing up Post Malone and I said I saw him perform this song live, yada yada yada. Uh... Um and when he performed he performed Hollywood's Bleeding and he rose from the floor and I was talking about it and he's like, "Yo, send it to me." And I said, "I'm going to put it in Discord." So I found it and, and threw it in the Discord. Um right. I wish that was fucking Could you imagine? Holy shit. <laughs> um I realized though we I never I'm gonna I'm gonna take a massive step back here I'm so sorry welcome to another episode of after hours of the tower <laughs> we are six or 12 minutes into recording and it hadn't been said my name is Lovin and I'm here with croissant as as you know you've already heard us talking for the past little yo, bit yo. um this episode I guess we're touching on we're touching on uh on King's Fall and a little bit of drama that happened in the Destiny community. But before we get into that, I am going to bring up... Uh, I'm going to talk about my life inside and outside of Destiny. But really fast, Croissant, what have you done inside of Destiny? What 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 you, what you been up to on the game? Um, what's the grind been? I have been pretty much spending my days laying outside in grass. Okay. Uh, I I've been enjoying this weather i mean inside of destiny you know it's just been the uh been the pinnacle grinds i have all my armor up to 1580 i'm just waiting on a couple of weapons uh i have gotten not one but two touches of malice i hate you i was there I for one of them <laughs> yeah both of them mm, they're the first one i was there for the second one Oh, you were there for the second one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, maybe I know then? for a first. Maybe I both? know for a fact I was there for the second one. Right, you were there for the second one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were there for the first one. That's but crazy. yeah, I have two. Uh, the first run this week did not yield one, but I have two more chances at a third one. We'll see. Yeah, let's get after it, dog. <laughs> let's get that third. But, but you know, uh, just kind of enjoying the. Uh, the 1600 power level plus yeah I'm, man you're fucking what level I'm are you gm ready i am season rank 346 you, you fucking animal i i don't have the context of how many weeks are left in the season but it's like 81 or weeks days 81 sorry days, yeah. 81 days left in the season and you're I, yeah I we're in you. week we're on week four i i uh Week you four, 83 days left. Yeah. You blow me away. Um, yeah, I can't say much about my grind, really. Uh, I've been playing a lot of comp. Um, actually, I can say this. I went from 40 or 4,000, 4,100 roughly to 34,000 or 3,400, sorry, in two days. I've been getting consistently shit on and shafted no matter getting, who I play with. You've been having a rough go about it, huh? With Riker, Jelly, Star, Yay, everybody, everyone. Solo, it does not matter. I am getting fucking manhandled out here. So that's been my Destiny 2 experience for the last little bit. 
um, outside of Destiny. Obviously, I started working at the new school. The kids are amazing. They're they're so friendly. The staff members, holy fuck, no shade on my old school, but the dynamic is so good. It is so amazing to work with the people. That's that I a work really with. good thing to hear, honestly. Oh my god, the teachers are such a vibe like the we it's a new principal working at the at, at the school with me so we're, we're the two new staff members and her and i banter like it's nobody's business it is so fucking funny she put together uh, a powerpoint of all like all the staff and what they did over the summer and i'm a dunce and i didn't send in any photos for the powerpoint and she found pictures of me in elementary school and <laughs> high school and on my social media and put them in. And I think that is so funny. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. And I'm really happy that my name personally isn't attached to Riker's mini man next to mini shelves in a mini oh, room. Yeah. Because <laughs> she would have found it. Because I don't know where oh, she got these photos yeah. from. <laughs> She went searching. She went hard. She's like, did you see the photos? I'm like, no, I didn't. She's like, I emailed them out. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go look at them. They are childhood photos. And she flamed me in front of all of the new students. I went for this. This school is like, I went from 160, 175 kids to 340. All, none of which I know their names. And this email or this, uh, this PowerPoint gets played in, in the gymnasium in front of everybody in a week. Oh god! So it'll be my name, like Mr. Nieto, big letters, and then my baby photos. <laughs> They're not my baby photos; they're elementary. Right, but might right. as well be close enough, right? You know? That's like the same, uh, dude. The equivalent of baby photos. So fucking goofy, and I love it. I love it so much. Right, um, right. It's just a good story, you know. So that's yeah, been my week yeah. outside of Destiny. De inside, I've been getting clapped. Outside, I've been getting clapped. You know, like there's. I've been taking L's left, right, and center, but it's fine. We're here to record an episode, and I'm so excited. And right. the topic is sick. I'm I'm so excited to talk about the drama, but we have we have business to attend to, and the business is King's Fall. Um, I do want to talk about the day one experience after we talk about the raid itself. Okay. Um, because we both participated, and we both finished. Yes, we both, we both finished. finished the the yeah day one. We both finished the day one. Now, let's start with the let's start with the what the raid entails segment and segments or segment to segment, I guess. So, um, when you launch into the raid, fire team is six ready to go. You land in uh in basically what what it was like uh vault opening in in Vogue. It's the same concept. You're you're opening the gateway into the raid. And it's just um, taking balls from the left and the right side of the arena, I guess, and dunking them in the middle. You, traditionally, teams split two, two, and two. Two in the middle, two right, two left. And um, just relay these balls. There's really nothing to it. There are a couple skips you can do. You can jump over um, the, the gap in between uh, the dunk spot and the actual origin of the ball. Um, but other than that, it's it. It's not an encounter. You, there's no wipes. You can respawn as much as you want. You can die as much as you want. Um, your team has to help you in the sense of killing ads and opening doors for you. But other than that, it's really simple. Is there yeah. anything else you need to add there, Croissant? Because there's not um, much to talk about here. There is... So... Whenever you finish the encounter and the door is open and you kill all the ads and it says the portal is open... 
don't jump in just yet because if you go underneath the platform that the portal is on, there's going to be three symbols there, and that's how you unlock the weekly deep sight red border chest. Mm. I forgot about that actually. Yeah, I apologize. I'm I'm eating potato salad while we record. <laughs> shitty podcast, or I've yeah. My mouth. So there there's going to be three uh, symbols there. Throughout the raid, there are nine locations that symbols will be at, and it's kind of similar to uh, Vow of the Disciple, where the same symbol is always going to be in the same place. Uh, they will all spawn in. However, you have to you shoot a uh, a like a symbol on the wall, and it spawns in the correct symbol. And that is like you do all three of those, and on the third one, you will get a notification chat saying that like your offering or whatever has been accepted, and there will be a red border chest at the end of the raid. There you go. That's um, uh... yeah. They, they, it was kind of bugged. Uh, it according to Bungie, it has been fixed. Uh, we just like literally just got out of a King's Fall where. As far as I know, I was the only one that was shooting them, and we didn't get it. Um, the only thing that I can think of is that somebody else on the fire team. I mean, we were sherping some people, so they may have shot one and not known what it was for, which could have caused us to not get it. So I'm going to blame that. Blame but it on the random. It, it like was having some problems earlier with wiping, but according to Bungie, once again, that has been solved mm -hmm. i wonder if bombs in oryx triggers the the thing that um, was my other like so question. basically so it is obsolete whether or not that does because by the time like the last uh symbol that you could possibly shoot is right when you get into that arena and you just and shoot it before. that would be the last one. And so the idea is that you would shoot it and then it goes through if that's the, really the last one you had to shoot. Or if there were if there were three before it, then you wouldn't even have to worry about that one. So it's like regardless, by the time you get to Oryx, they should all have been all have either been shot or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, you, you have that you have a red border chest, uh, the puzzle right away, um, right after the opening. You have this opening encounter, which is fairly easy. You get through both of those, you got a jumping puzzle. This jumping puzzle is very long. There are two sections to it. There are the pendulum swings, or there are three sections technically, but there are, there are pendulum swingers, which is just jump. Just jump. Don't mess up. Don't fall. Time your jumps right. You're good. And then there is the hive ships. Now, this is pretty straightforward. There's only one path to take. Um, and it's just a waiting game unless you eager edge, like, uh, well skate across. You just ride the ships to the end. There's nothing special about it. Make sure your timing is right. Make sure you're paying attention to the ships around you. You'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. When you get yeah. about halfway through, yeah, there's going to be a, a checkpoint that you can hit. There's going to be yes. a, a little yeah. platform on the side, on the left side that you can jump off. I would highly recommend you do that because... If you die any further than that, you'll go back to that platform. But if you don't jump on it, you will go back to the very beginning. Yes. Um, and then after 
after the ship bit, there's more ship related jumping, um, but it's more of um, stand on plates, open door, ride the ship across, and then you can get your teammates can get off the plates and then the door will close. And then once you're through the door, you need to like step on the two plates on the other side, open the door. It's it's really simple. Um, it doesn't take Einstein to figure it out. Just just get through this section, get through those three uh, chunks of, of puzzles. Um, there is a secret chest in this area. Uh, it is at that door section that I was talking about where your teammates are going to stand on plates for you to open the door up. It is, uh, kind of, you're, you're riding the ship to go through the door, veer off to your, to your left side. You're going to jump through a hole in the wall. Chess is going to be on that platform. Bada bing, bada boom. You're done. Your fire team makes it to the end of the jumping puzzle. No deaths, flawless up to this point and you 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 go up the big green elevator of 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 scariness and that leads us into Easy encounter peasy. one encounter one is totems um simplest form relay race that's that's exactly like that is the easiest way to put it um and then then we go to encounter two no i'm just kidding We're, we'll, we'll go a little <laughs> more in depth for that one but um this encounter is broken up into yet again teams of three sorry teams of two the three teams of two um and there are to start the encounter i guess you have two people on plates two people in mid and then two people on knights now the people on plate are standing on the annihilator totems now if you've played um Pit of Heresy, you know how the Annihilator Totem works. If you're off it for too long, the Totem gets angry at you and blows up. Uh, and there are two of them, one on each side. So those people are in charge of standing on it. Knights people are in charge of killing a Hive Wizard and then a Taken Knight. Um, the Taken Knight drops a buff and off the dome, it's called the Brand Stealer? Brand Claimer. Brand Claimer, okay. So... Um, you take the brand claimer buff and what do you do with that? You go to the plate person, which I missed out on actually plate person has to grab a buff, um, go uh, on their way to the plate. And that is, that is the buff that you and your team will rotate. Uh, and it's different based upon which side you're on, but they're the same thing essentially. Um, now you, the night person kills the knight, takes the buff, goes to the person on the plate and and steals their buff um from them so now the knight person becomes the plate person and the plate person then becomes the mid person now the mid person after the knight person goes to keep in mind this is a giant circle this is all happening at once as soon as the knight person kills their knight takes the buff and starts heading to plate the mid person goes up to wait for the wizard and the knight to spawn once the wizard and knight spawn, they kill the knight and go down to plate. That plate person becomes mid, and they deposit their their buff that they are getting um, on the middle plate that there is. And then once they're done depositing, they then move up to knight person and then go to plate person and then mid, then knight, then plate, then mid, then knight, then plate. It's the same. It's the same circle with three people. It's just a giant triangle dance, basically. Um, that is the basis of how the encounter works. Now, how you get the encounter done. 
you can do that same dance over and over and over and over again, but you're not going to get through unless you fill 200 uh, soul. I don't even know what they are. They're not souls. It's Death Singer's Power. De yeah, they're, they're, it's called Death Singer's Power. And now that is the, the buff that you build whilst you're on the plate. When you're on the plate and you have the buff and you're getting kills, it gives you more Death Singer's Power. And you need to take that Death Singer's Power to the middle plate once you go from plate to mid. Um, and it need the encounter in total needs 200 to fill uh, across both sides. So basically each side, right and left, all three players that are designated right and left need to make sure that they are getting around 100 each, roughly. I mean, it doesn't need to be exactly 100 uh, because I've gotten 20 before. I've gotten 21 brand claimers in a single go. Um, but your weight is basically 100 as a squad of three. And you do that circle, you do that little triangle over and over and over again until you're done. Um, there is an unstop that spawns in this encounter. This is the only set of champions in the entire raid. One one set, uh, which is cool. That's That's a plus. That means I don't really have to worry about switching my mods and shit around. Definitely. Um, is there anything I missed in this encounter? Um, I I would say just some some advice. Um, if you're not very comfortable with the encounter or the raid in general, the left side is going to be the easier side. There are fewer ads, and just survivability is generally a bit easier. There's more things to hide behind. Um. They are uh, on the left side of the arena. So when you come into the arena and you go to the left, that's like the left side that I'm talking about. There is going to be one of the symbols for the secret chest on the left side. Uh, if that is one of the ones that you have to activate, then make sure that it's activated before you go into War Priest. Uh, if it is not, make sure that it, you didn't accidentally activate it with like splash damage or by blowing something up because sometimes that will get activated and then will ruin the deep site. Right. Okay. Um, another strat here, Xenophage goes hard. Um, I was using Xeno day one. It worked wonders. Yeah. Uh, I actually, there was a time where I had to yell at my day one team. They were very adamant about using... Uh, about using Thunderlord. And I never I usually don't get very um I don't know what the word is stubborn about teammates' loadouts. Uh it is a rare occurrence for me unless it's like some some dumb shit that somebody's using. I use dumb shit 90% of the time. Uh but I, I straight up yelled at my team and said put on Xeno because it's it just makes the encounter easy. And they put it on, and two clears later, or two tries later, we got it done. So, um, with the, two two tries later, with the challenge, we got it done. So it is it is incredibly easy to do. It one shots the the wizards. It three shots the knights you need to kill. It is you'll you'll finish the encounter before you run out of ammo. It's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Any 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 other things strat wise? Are you uh, um. If you're running solar, the Inferno Whip uh, artifact mod does solar melee damage to stun the unstoppables. The unstoppables spawn 
uh, at 100, uh, 100 stacks deposited, I think 150 deposited, and I think 175, I think that's just three. Uh, yeah, there is only three. And and so uh, unstoppable pulse rifle this season, unstoppable solar melee. If you're running a Titan, you're already pretty much running solar. Just throw on that mod on your helmet, and you'll be golden. Throw it on the your team will thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it for that encounter. Not much to it. It's a relay race. We've seen a couple of them before. Um, not much has changed from D1, to be honest. And now we go into War Priest. This is the first DPS check of the raid, and it is fairly simple if you know what you're doing. Now, I'm going to explain this encounter the way that it is meant to be done, and then I'm going to let Croissant explain the encounter the way that is easiest to be done. So, you walk into the room, it's dark, there's no ads, and nothing but a white circle on the floor. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that hmm. depth. Um, you walk in. You place the banner. Um, you walk to the right and the left side of the room, and there are plates again. Plates on the ground. Uh, you step on the right plate, the left plate, and then there's a plate right in front of you. That's the that's mid plate. You step on the mid plate, and it'll start the encounter. Ads are gonna spawn. War priest is gonna spawn. You kill the ads. Um, and it is on a timer until, uh, the blistered, I don't think they're blisters. There's, so there's some, there's some wording there, but it's wizards of some kind. Two wizards spawn on each side and then a knight will spawn on, uh, every on, on middle left and right. You kill those knights and then these, the glyph sequence starts. And that is the main mechanic of this. You are reading uh, War Priest's glyph order, basically. And so you're standing on the middle plate to start the sequence. The middle plate person looks up to the big tower. Um, what is, is is that what the glyph? Is that the glyph or that's the... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're glyph the, totems, basically. Yeah, so there you go. The, they're the, obelisks, the, I think. The, yeah, so you stand, you look up at the obelisks and you will look left and right, and if either of those um, heads thing, head things on, on the front are glowing, that is where the, um, the sequence is going to start. If, it, if you don't see anything, that means sequence starts on the middle, and you, um, and you need to step on your plate first. Now that you've read who starts, you get off, and then, you, and then the person who starts the sequence which you just read gets on their plate so say it was mid you you're on your plate you read it's mid you get off you get back on and now it'll be left or right whichever face is glowing say it's right side right side gets on and that means left is all that's left didn't mean to word it like that but mm. that's you know left is left is the outlier left is the only one that's remaining left stands on and left gets a buff called Brand of the Initiate, right? No, that's what it used to be. Uh, I think it's Aura. It's either Brand of the Initiate or Aura of the Initiate. I think it's okay. Aura. Aura of the Initiate. Um, and so that being inside of there allows you to do damage. 
And so everybody on the fire team needs to hustle their ass over and be in said bubble. Once you are <clears throat> in the bubble, you start doing damage as a team. That's great. The problem is that the the timer on that thing goes down from 50, from 20 to 0. And you need to extend that. Now in D1, you would extend it by killing an ad in, uh, whilst you had the timer. And it would extend it. In D2, it is your teammates have to help you out. Somebody on the team has to hunt down a Taken Knight, same Taken Knights from last encounter, and you will, they will, um, they will drop the same uh, brand claimer, and they need to kill the knight, pick it up, and run back to you to take it from you and reset the timer to fifteen. Okay, this timer is is then extendable one more time through the same process and it'll extend with an additional 10 seconds. So all together, there is a 20 second damage phase and then a 15 second damage phase and then a 10 second damage phase. What you were, what was supposed to happen and what we kind of found, what we did uh, for, um, for day one was we would kill like get the get the get the brand and then go to a side and then have like get go to one of the totems or the the yeah the totems and stand behind one of the totems that we were going to do damage at and then send people out to fight the knights and we'd always do damage at the at the totems just stay there the whole time um and we would be standing at one of the three plates to do damage so left right or mid which is not the most efficient way to do it, but that's what we did. Um, and once this, once the, once you use all your damage phases, timers out, whatever you run out, you miss the, you miss refreshing the buff. Whatever happens, the war priest is going to spawn the oracle, and the oracle is going to light the room on fire. And the only way for you to survive that is for you to be standing behind one of the obelisks, the totem things, and when you use the totem for safety it gets destroyed so you cannot use that same totem for safety so it changes the arena's you know playability damage changes spots as well because obviously you you can't do damage behind a plate that, or behind a thing that doesn't exist that doesn't make any sense <laughs> um so you're 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 constantly moving around the room you have four damage phases to kill him uh, one for each totem and then an additional totemless damage phase because if you don't kill him at that point the room is lighting on fire and you have nothing to save you literally nothing so um just make sure you're ready for that am i missing anything encounter wise mechanically um no that's the gist of it uh once you get him below uh, it's either one third or I think it's one third health. The instead of the taken enemies spawning, it, or the uh, the hive enemies spawning, it will be taken enemies spawning. Um, they don't come out of the doors; they kind of just spawn in everywhere. So be aware that they will spawn like behind you, um, and and all around you. And it's basically just add clear until you and until the knights spawn, kill the knights, and then that's what starts the sequence to do damage. Mm. It's it's really not that bad. Pretty straightforward. 
And now I yeah. want you to go over because you know how it works more than I do. I mean, I do do know how it works, but not well enough to like really confidently explain it to somebody. There is right, something you can right. do to make this encounter so, brain dead. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of goofy things you can do. Um, starting off, uh, you you stick with the same two, two, and two on each plate. However, one person, the so the there's going to be a plate team. And then there's going to be uh, an, a night team. The way that it works is that everybody's ad clearing until the knights are dead and the glyph sequence starts. When the when the glyph reading is starting, the the plate team goes next to their plates. The people on the left and the right step on the plates automatically right out the beginning. And then the person in the middle plate will step on, then step off, and then step back on. And what happens is the game does a little goof and will randomly give the aura of the initiate to one of the people on the plate without having to do the reading sequence. So basically, when the glyph reading starts, everybody steps on the plate, middle person steps on, off, and then back on, and then damage starts. Um, it's kind of broken. I think they are probably going to do something to fix that. However, while it's available, why not, you know? Mm -hmm. I, um, wonder, I wonder if that's, like, fixable. Like, is there a reason for that? I don't know. Busted? To be honest, completely honest with you, I don't know why it does that. I'm not going to be I'm not mad about it. You know, it's yeah. it takes away the entire, like, 90% of the difficulty <laughs> of the encounter. The communication um, bit. Yeah, it basically just makes it ad clear simulator. Uh, and that's really like the only kind of goofy thing you can do to to get to damage. Um, the way that I explained it, you know, we have a, a team for the plates and we have a team of knights. Instead of everybody meeting up in the middle doing damage and then one person breaking off to go do the knights, the whoever is the additional ad clear up on the left side which is going to be the top of like the top left their job is to uh get the first knight if it spawns on top left so the, so they are knight one the uh the person in the middle plate is usually the person who is running divinity and then the person on the right is usually knight two so the person in the middle who is divinity doesn't have to worry about the knights. The person on the left uh, and then the person on the right who is, did not step on the plates are just going to just kind of chill in their area and wait to see if a knight spawns there. Um, if the knight spawns on the left side, then obviously left person kills it first. If it spawns on right, then right person kills it first. If it spawns in middle then right person will kill that one as well. So the left person is always responsible for the left. Uh, the person on the right is responsible for right first. And then um, if they do get it right, then the left person will come and fill in the middle and vice versa. The left or the right person will come and fill mid for left. It's, it's just prioritizing uh, the knights over getting and doing damage. And the way that it works is that in the end, you end up getting more time to do damage because the faster you kill the knights, the faster you can all bean up in the middle and then 
damage more. Um, there are a couple of different strategies for doing damage. The popular one, uh, day one, was using Divinity and using Linear Fusion Rifles. Um, it's still a very good strategy. Uh, if you don't have a team that is like equipped with various weapons and mods and, and uh, certain classes, um, if you have a, a pretty coherent, like capable team, there is a new strategy, a new ish that works better. Uh, and that is using uh, font of might stacking with uh, grenades or with uh, rocket launchers. So where one person runs Divinity, one person runs Gallarhorn, and then everybody else on the fire team will run an adaptive frame rocket launcher. So like the uh, Adept Hothead, uh, or just a regular Hothead. And basically they all, instead of meeting up near one of the plates on like the, the right side, I, I don't remember if you said where you do damage from primarily. Uh, I said where you do damage from without, well, on the day, like, with the day one strats and, like... Right, right. Totems and shit. Yeah, so so you you would do damage on the right side of the arena, uh, but instead of kind of doing it underneath, like, near the totem, you do it up on the platform that the boss is standing on. Uh, because it gives you, like, an unobstructed view of the boss. And therefore, it gives you more time to do damage without having to worry about him running around the, the totems. Um, basically, what you want to do is have one person making uh, elemental wells. And then you stack elemental time dilation, and then three, uh, or if you're feeling ballsy, four hmm. mod slots with uh, font of might. And so that will give you a damage buff for about 20 seconds. Uh, if you have four, it'll give you more, like 25 seconds. And so you just do absolute shit tons of damage. Uh, the speedrunning strats for this encounter is a team of six warlocks running that exact weapon loadout, but you're running Starfire protocols with fusion nades, and you are essentially one-phasing the the boss. Um, using linears, you can expect a two-phase if your team is pretty good and you have your uh, fire team of competent players using meta weapons. Um, but with six warlocks, you're doing your one-phasing. Yes, like yeah. Every sure. time. Every time. And it's so... Yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculous. The, the first time I saw it used was pretty crazy um you can still do three quarters if not you can probably still one phase without starfire protocol and or not starfire protocol um whatever the fuck i just said um fusion aids that kind of jazz you can do it like you could probably do it with a team of mixed players as long as you're stacking uh your elemental wells for font of might like it's really i don't know something that needs to be tested but i'm i'm pretty sure you could probably one phase it with with other if you're like tethering him 
um, when div's not up, or if you're keeping div up all the time and you have ammo, like it, it shouldn't be that big it's of an just, issue. It's, it's just the boss, like the fights themselves, it it is just simply easier to kill him now, like kill bosses now than it is ever been. Right. And and it's yeah, it it's free as fuck to kill this guy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, if you do that strat. Um, and then even a raw, even the rocket strat, like even if you're not like ma like min maxing the damage, he's pretty simple. Uh, the one thing that'll kill you is gonna be the losing of the buff. Like that's like the night hunting. It needs to be kind of cracked down upon and done correctly, or else it, it, you could you could have problems. Um, right. But uh, yeah, there is a Christian. Uh, did you mention the 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 the, the, the red chest thing here? Yeah, so the the red bordered chat the the symbol is going to be when you come into the arena, you go onto the right side and then you go up the stairs, you kind of go to the far right wall and then there will be another stairway and that will take you up to a little balcony and the symbol will be on the balcony there. Um once again, whenever you kill war priests, just make sure that if that's a symbol you need that it's activated before you go through the portal. Otherwise, uh, it's kind of gone. You can't go back. It could so cause some problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then War Priest is done. You got the kill on War Priest. And next thing for you to do is kill my favorite ogre, Golgoroth. Actually, that's not well, true. My favorite ogre is Morgoth. Even before you get to Golgoroth, though, there is the uh, the maze. Uh yes, there is a maze. There is a maze. There is the a maze, maze is, has the exact same layout as in uh, Destiny 1. The only difference is that in order to get the secret chest from this encounter, there is one extra platform that needs to be stood on and activated. Um, the, there, it's really difficult to kind of explain here, so the best way for you to figure out which one to, <laughs> to the order and everything is going to be just to Google it. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can check our Discord. We have a we have the picture of right of the layout and everything you need if, there. If you're looking to just get through it fast, what you do and in in this exact order is right, left, left, right, and then le lead you right to the exit. If you're looking to just get out, yeah. Um, the, the, obviously the secret chest. That's all that's in there. A secret chest and uh, and a bunch of thrall. Yeah. Um, um, the the symbol for this part is going to be in the in the pit hole, uh, the final pit hole of the kind of encounter, right at the end by the door that goes to Golgoroth. Right so you'll jump over the pit, you'll turn around and look down, and it's in the pit against the wall that you were, that you came from. And uh, and now we're at Golgoroth. Now we're at my second favorite ogre. I think my first favorite is Morgoth. I don't think you can go wrong with Morgoth, um, no. which is a hot take. I know a lot of people like Golgoroth or uh, uh, yeah, Golgoroth over Morgoth, but I don't share the same opinion. Fight me, fucking fight me <laughs> over it. Um, Golgoroth, what has changed in Golgoroth? The totem, um, the totem changed. The totem changed, and the uh, the balls like you can only do one at a time now. Right. Yeah. So. Golgoroth works. 
He is a ogre that fancies one player on the team at a time. And the the way you get him to to be infatuated with you for a short period of time is to shoot him in the back. He has this big growing growth um, coming out of his little spider spider legs he's got going on. Um, and he, when you shoot that, he will focus you and only you. He won't stomp your team. He won't shoot at your team. He will go balls to the wall for your ass. Um, and what, what's going to happen here is he's going to shoot out uh, Axion darts at you that poison you. So they're not only do they explode in your face, but they also give have a lasting tick damage effect. And there are quite a few, so I'd recommend an auto SMG or, uh, or LMG, even if 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 that uh, if that suits your fancy. And yeah. whilst you are, um, you know, uh, like taking Gorgon's gaze uh, from off of your teammates and, and distracting the boss your team is in his in the pit area and uh they are doing damage and now the way that they get the majority of their damage is from standing in the goo or the goop and that goop is dropped from a little like teardrop egg sack thing on the ceiling and it's the same one that's that's hanging from the ceiling when you start the encounter um it uh it you shoot it it drops down it leaves the goopy pool and you can do damage it gives you a damage buff this that and the third um yeah and and your team does damage standard uh, linears are really good for this divinity is not needed because he's so close um and you may like when you're when you're in the damage pit one of the players will get a buff or i guess yeah it's a buff it's an effect. You know, the players will get an effect. Um, and I don't even know what it's called. It's green, green death It's called sauce. COVID. COVID. You'll get COVID in the pit. And uh, you I think it's called give... unstable essence. Oh, yes. Okay. Un unstable essence. But for lack of a better term, you'll give COVID to Golgoroth and it does stupid damage. If your screen is glowing green um, and you see a new timer show up on the side of your screen, don't stand with your team because you'll give them COVID. Give it to Golgoroth. He can handle it. Until he can't. give them the COVID that they can't survive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. They'll, you'll blow up your team. You're going to explode your team. So you need to go blow up on Golgoroth. Uh, it does a lot of damage to him. Uh, once once you're, you're, you blow up, it'll be the new the time for a new sack, egg sack on the ground. Uh, so you can do that. And you rinse and repeat until damage is over, I guess. Uh, there needs to be two players holding Golgoroth's gaze, swapping back and forth, because obviously you can't shoot his back whilst he's staring at you unrelent unrelentingly. Once you have his his once you have his stare, you, you, your teammate has to do it. So two of you working on on keeping his his attention, you do that six times. Damage phase is over. Anything, anything yeah. else? To... So the way that the totem stacks up, the way that it used to in D1 was that if a player died, then it stacked up the totem a little bit. Uh, the way that it works now is that whenever a damage phase ends, for each ball of the six that you did not use, 
the totem goes up, I think. Yes. So you'll have to get through as many balls as possible or face the consequences. Face the consequences of your own actions. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh... I don't think there's much else to Golgoroth. There are witches no. and shit that spawns at the back of the room that you're going to want to kill right as the encounter starts. Um, everything spawns in the back if you want to like rally, run straight to the back of the room, spawn camp them, then start damage or then start, then start the, the stair process. That would work. But, I mean... Yeah, um, a good strategy is uh, two people are juggling the gaze. Um, both of those players should be running, uh, a sniper rifle, probably on the primary, um, succession is a really good one with, uh, reconstruction. So you never have to worry about being out of ammo. Um, the, uh, in, in your exotic and your heavy, you should be running tractor cannon. Um, and so the way that the rotation would work is that after you take the gaze, you run to the back, you know, you count down. After the next player takes the gaze, you jump down into the pool, step inside the, uh, the, the pool of, to do damage, and then on your way back up to behind Golgoroth, you hit him with two tractor cannons to give him the debuff. Um, that'll just help your team melt him faster. Just more efficient raiding tips. Um, do what you can to provide buffs and debuffs on on bosses for your teammates. It'll it'll help in the long run. Um, and yeah, the uh, the symbol is going to be when you spawn in, you go, uh, you walk forward, drop into the pit, and then behind you to the left, there's going to be a little hole in the wall, and the symbol will be in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's. See, I actually, fun fact, didn't know that. Um, I just learned something new from Croissant. I didn't know. I haven't paid attention to where all these things are because I learned them for Val, and I'm like, this is a cool concept. And then it's happening for, for King's Fall, and I'm like, this is a cool concept. And then I look at all the symbols, and they're all very similar. Right, um, right. And I could not be fucked to remember the yeah, differences. So I, I found a very convenient, um, little website. Um, and it's scratch.mit.edu. And somebody who I honestly don't know who, because I couldn't find the creator on here. However, they made, it's like a scratch system where there's, uh, all the symbols are displayed, their images, mm -hmm. and you can click on the ones that you need. And then as you complete them, you can check them off. Um, and when you click on the ones you need, it tells you a couple of keywords that'll tell you where it is. So like the first one will be pendulum, which is right when you go through the portal, you're at the pendulums, mm -hmm. you jump onto the first pendulum, you turn around and it's there. Um, second one, chest one above the first secret chest behind you when you go through that doorway. Um, totem ledge, like we were talking about in totems, mm -hmm. you know, uh, war priest balcony. Easy. That's the seller last hole. Golgi, left pit. There you go. There you go. That's what we talked about. And the yeah. la the uh, spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> right. And there's there's three more after that. So there's mm -hmm. nine in total. Um, 
in a, like a lot of the time you'll get players that will describe them as like by numbers um and and this is a kind of an easy way to keep track of them but right. as you do the raid more and as you do the chest more you'll be able to be like okay if it's if it's one five and and six you know it's pendulum in the cellar and then in golgoroth in the, in the left pit you'll kind of know which ones are where based off of their numbers and their symbols right but i you know maybe we can I'll, i'm gonna drop this link into our discord um dude with the second discord plug this episode bro holy shit boom. he's on fire boom baby uh, boom throw that baddie in there mm-hmm. um, um we are i'm gonna try to move on here to uh at a quicker pace because we're already at an hour um once you're once you've clapped golgoroth's uh very clappable cheeks we have sisters um sisters is incredibly easy from from what it was in d1 and in d1 it was easy so if that gives you any inclination as to what you're going into you um Sorry, in between Golgoroth and Sisters is a jumping puzzle. There's a secret chest in the jumping puzzle. It's dick walls or, or you know, um, wipeout wall. Uh, I'm sure you've seen videos of this thing. Uh, if, if not, have fun. I'm not going to describe it to you. You can discover <laughs> that on your own. Not only because it's hilarious, but because we're shorter on time. So, um, yeah, uh, just strategies. Once again, Div, Gallarhorn. Everybody else using adaptive frame uh, rocket launchers like Hothead. Um, you can melt with proper debuffs and, and font of might and things like that. You can melt each daughter in three seconds apiece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it it's so fast. It's actually crazy. Like the, the DPS isn't even a, isn't even a challenge. Um, yeah. The challenge comes from the actually building up into the counter. So what you're going to do here is um, there's going to be knight that I don't even know. Does this encounter initiate with a knight on one side? Yes. So it will have one hive knight on one of the platforms. Uh, okay. So there's a hive knight on one of the close two platforms, which we number. And I'm going to say this on 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 the fucking podcast so that it's out there that this is the superior way to do it. Fuck the left and right callouts. Rick Kakis, fucking Evan F, whoever fucking described it to you this way, they're wrong. Number the fucking platforms. There are four of them. If you can count to four and read a book, you can do it. Looking to like towards sisters from spawn. Think of the room topographically. Okay. So just zoom out. Like imagine yourself zooming out and looking down upon the room. Top to bottom, left to right, one, two, three, four, like a book. It is, it, it, it is, it is, or I guess like it, it is exactly how you would read a book. If you like, there are the key points of interest, one, two, three, four, that's it. It's counting to four. It is so much simpler to say one start going to than starting fucking L, L2 going r2 like it's just it it is it it condenses the 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 call out into two syllables or three syllables right because there's there's two going one easy as opposed to adding all this extra shit right i'm i'm that's the rant over with what's gonna happen is the knight is gonna spawn on either three or four um you kill the knight stand on the plate there is going to be a orb that spawns above one of the other plates so there's only three others you can look at 
if, if it spawns on four, you're looking at one, two, or three. Um, you're going to tell your team that it is spawning example two. So now you need to get the orb that is above two, the, the, the second plate. What's going to happen is a player is going to stand on that plate simultaneously to somebody standing on the original plate. So in this case, it's four and two. There is going to be a player randomly selected to be torn. And that player is uh, torn between dimensions is what it says on the on the on the uh, on the side of your screen. So we say that that player is torn. Their job is to jump onto platforms that only that only they can jump on. And they are spawned by two players standing on the two correlating plates. And they jump up, 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 up to the orb, collect the orb, and jump off. Then this cycle repeats itself. You do the same thing. Example three, going one. Start at three. A player on three. Going one. A player on one. Torn player makes the jump all the way up, 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 collects the thing. They get off, repeat it one more time, one going four. Uh, and then on that third, uh, on that third go, the player is going to take the orb and um, steal a, a brand. There's a brand stealing again from a knight that has spawned on that third go. It is a brand of invincibility. You cannot die while you're in it. It is literally not possible to kill yourself or your teammates uh, inside of this. There's no way you die. Um, and then once uh, uh, that... Oh, sorry. Am I tripping? No. I'm, I I'm, think I'm you so can rocket yourself inside it. Yeah. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Oryx. I am completely out of the... The night doesn't spawn. What you do oh. is you... <laughs> Um, you slam, sorry, on that third rotation, you slam the sister. You take the, take your buff, slam the sister, and then she is now damageable. You steal her brand, and you are invincible in, inside this brand. And now you do damage to her, because she was invincible with the brand. You stole it from her, and now she's damageable. And you melt her in three seconds. If you kill the knight that is, that is shooting you, um or you kill the sister that is shooting you, you need to stay in the bubble because the sister that is screaming and screeching will blow up the room. And if you're not in the invincibility thing, you're going to die. If you kill the sister that is screeching and screaming, that's not a thing. So I would recommend killing the one that's going to explode the entire room. First, kill her, um, rinse and repeat, kill the sister, you're done. That's it. It is incredibly easy for the love of fuck, number them one to four. That is my TED talk. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, any input? Anything to add? Um, I will say a very good ad clearing weapon is going to be forbearance with uh, with ambitious assassin and chain reaction. Um, very true. If you don't have it crafted or you don't have a good role, then salvager salvo never hurts. It's a nice classic. Um, if you don't have that, then don't be on ad clear. <laughs> don't be on ad clear. Trinity Ghoul is also a good option if you're not on a legendary, if you're not on an exotic rocket. Um, if you're using Hothead and you want to add clear, Trinity Ghoul kind of smacks. Yeah. Really, really My good. loadout going in is uh, Nightwatch with uh, explosive payload um, and rapid hit. And then I'll take my forbearance and the uh usually i'll run an adept hothead um i let somebody else run galarhorn hmm. so i can optimize my damage 
Right. And it is, uh, it is great. Um, if you can just pro tips for being a good player, uh, rally with double rocket launcher reserves. And then you'll be golden. Um, very true. And run rocket launcher ammo finder. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to be even more cracked and optimized, then you could run like rocket launcher loaders rocket launcher scavenger like but it realistically you're not going to need that no at all. she melts There's no point yeah so there is, for there master, is such thing maybe too prepped. but um, like for the day one that's what i did but you know maybe for master but mm. regular content i wouldn't worry about it yeah um with uh going into oryx it works very similarly with the one, two, three, four plates. In fact, it works identical to that. Um, the added difficulty here is that there are ogres that spawn. These are light stealer ogres. You melt them immediately. As soon as you can, kill them. And then once they die, there are light eater knights that spawn. Burn them immediately or else you have problems. Once those two things are out of the way, it is rinse and repeat sisters. Once that is done, this is where I got confused with the stealing the brand from a sister versus a knight. You steal the invincibility brand from a knight that spawns instead, and you um, you steal it, kill him, and then wait in middle. Once you've stolen that brand, you are a-okay and clear to um, detonate bombs now these bombs are dropped from the ogres that you burned immediately as soon as they rise from the ground these should be in um the corners closest to each bo- uh, close to each plate at one two three and four um you stand in them for about three seconds and then it'll say in chat has detonated a bomb uh lovin has detonated a bomb croissant has detonated a bomb if you do that early the entire room explodes and your whole team dies minus the person inside of the invincibility aura. So to stop that from happening, coordinated effort, all of you detonate bombs simultaneously together and then run to the invincibility bubble that a player has. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. That is building to damage phase. All of those bombs going off stuns Oryx and you can do damage to him. Damage strategy here is linears. That's what I use. I'm fairly certain that's still damage, right? Linears, Celestial, um, Nova I've used. It does 100,000 on challenge mode. I'm sure it does more now, but aim for the face. Don't cock block. uh, Slova, Slova in particular. Don't cock block your, your teammates. Jump a little bit. Nova his face, not his chest. Damage is in his chest. You do use divinity on damage, but it is not needed because he does like his it's such a giant crit spot. I would right. recommend it though. Do use yeah. it. It is very good. Yeah. Um Yeah, I uh and then and then you know you you can expect a two phase a th- two two phase to three phase here. He does have a final yeah. stand. It operates the exact same. Two bombs are going to spawn in the same places that the that one and two did. You detonate both of those and you finish them off. There's not much else to it. I cannot think of anything else that you would need other than like um, damage. Did strat- we Ooh, the bombs. did we go over shade and bombs? We did not. I'll let you take that All if you want. Right. So when a damage phase ends, 
Oryx is going to make his way back to the front of the arena where he spawns in. And he's going to do one of two things. He's either going to stick out his hand and a big taken blight is going to spawn in the arena, kind of where he spawns at. Um, if that is what happens, then the encounter is shade and everybody is going to run up to the front of the arena and stand on the left and the right side of that taken blight and kill ads uh, and keep the ads from getting into the taken blight. Uh, Oryx is going to periodically spawn one one person of the fire team into the into the taken blight and there's going to be a reaper looking ass shade that is going to be is kind of moving around reaper? inside and teleporting on the outer side you have to kill that shade as fast as possible um if you don't kill him by the time that all the six members of the fire team are in and after a certain amount of time then you wipe but it really, realistically, like a good team can kill him with two people, sometimes three. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not that hard. Um, Six. The, it, it was very doable. Like I think, I think it took four to five of us on challenge mode to kill him. Like it yeah. wasn't that hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'll get teleported out after he dies. Uh, you'll then go back to your respective plates and your positions. And then Taken Knights will spawn on the platforms again, and then it's rinse and repeat. The other thing that he can do is he'll kind of jump back from the arena a little bit, and Taken Knights are immediately going to start spawning on the four platforms again, and that sig uh, that uh, signals that it's going to be bombs. Um, basically, the the intended mechanic is that you would run around frantically. And not stop moving, because if you stopped moving, there's going to be bombs that are dropping from the sky. And if they land near you, you will die. Um, I imagine you'll probably still die as a titan. Um, you could survive it with Restoration times 2 with Laurelie Splendor. However, since it's, you know, no spoilers, but it, it got shadow nerfed um, and then officially nerfed to where you only get Restoration times 1 instead of times 2 now. I don't I have I did I forgot to test it today while we were doing it. Um but could you yeah, survive so before? You could. 100%. Oh my. You could stand still, you could emote, you can do whatever and be fine. Wow. Um the strategy is the intended strategy is each person that is on a plate there's going to be four little platforms, subplatforms around the plates. You would jump in between those and kind of go around in a circle. And then the two roamers in the middle would kind of just go up and down the middle um, and kind of do like a figure eight. Um, the, the, o, the OP speed earning strat is if those Taken Knights spawn in, whenever the last Taken Knight spawns or it dies, bombs end. So the strategy is to kill those Taken Knights as fast as possible, and then you don't have to worry about bombs at all. Um, but basically, yeah, it, it's really not that difficult of an encounter. I honestly really enjoy it. it it's fun. Um, it, it's just a, a lot of you, you have to be focused. It, I'd, I'd mm -hmm. say that that is the biggest struggle for teams is to stay focused and to stay on top of uh, 
being able to communicate everything that needs to be said efficiently. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely like a, a very team team based encounter because of the the nature of the plates. Um but it's also it also has this forgiving moments, so don't feel like it's like super sweaty cuz it's really fun. It really is a good encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I run uh Arbalist for the ogres. If you hit the headshot, you can two shot the ogres. Um I run a callus mini tool just for general ad clear. And then I run a cataclysmic with fourth times and bait and switch both enhanced. Uh, and then I run three stacks of font of might and elemental time dilation and a melee wellmaker. And when I have everything procced and I have the, the font of might bonus, after in propping bait and switch, I'm hitting for about 140,000 per shot. Um, it's nice. It's pretty nice damage, I would say. Uh, I I'm, can't honestly think of something that would make it better. I think the, the quote-unquote better way to do it would be to sacrifice the... Um, the melee well maker and have somebody else make wells. Um, and then instead of running melee well maker, I would run, oh, I don't even know, maybe, maybe an elemental charge and then swap out one of the fonts of mites for a charge with light or a high energy fire. Mm -hmm. Um, just to get charged with light stacks and then get another bonus from picking up a well that somebody else makes in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah, and if somebody makes enough wells in the middle, then you don't have to worry about having an extension. You can honestly get away with just one with one font of might. But mm -hmm. well, you know, to each their own. To each their if own, man. It's you could, uh, it, it, yeah. There's there's a lot of ways to do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. I've seen people people literally got them to final stand with lament. <laughs> like <laughs> no way i did yeah. i actually haven't seen that if you could find uh, that for me and link yeah it. it's uh it's zemo zemo's a fucking okay yes 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 <laughs> zemo does some zemo does some goofy shit that's that's a goofy yeah um and that's that is king's fall in its entirety um if you have any questions um please feel free to ask in our discord if you if you feel like that is something that you need um need assistance with i would be more than happy to swing through on a, on a raid and give you guys some tips and, and tricks if you want them i'm sure croissant uh can say the same i don't want to put words in his mouth but he, I mean, oh absolutely i'm fucking look at that guy he's a fucking we, we come up with some crazy strategies oh, boy over here doesn't stop gaming he's level 300 what do you expect um but uh yeah um let's let's talk about your laurelies nerf here real fast before we end the episode what the fuck is that about <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's no miss. It's like it's it's common knowledge that Titan Solar Titan has been very overpowered recently in PVE content and in PvP. Um, it, it spawns a sunspot when you get critical in your health, and the or when you cast your barricade and standing in that sunspot before today would give you a restoration or healing times two which increases your health regen at an alarming rate to the point where it was harder to die 
than it was to stay alive in just about all PvE content. Um, the the running joke that we had in in all of our raids was like, okay, with well, time to wipe, you'd go and stand next to the boss, and you would have to unequip the the helmet to die <laughs> to wipe. Yes, you uh, would. That has been reduced from two stacks times two to times one now. Is there uh, any way you which, can make that better? Um, like with any sort of solar mods? I mean, technically, you could run Well of Life, which but but that would require you to pick up Solar Elemental Well. Okay. Um, and that would increase your regen. You could have. Uh, I mean, if you're making orbs of power, you could have recuperation. It would, uh, or like a recuperation. And if you're making orbs of power with like a harmonic siphon or a mm-hmm. solar siphon, um, perhaps. Um, there's no like melee, melee, like hammer kills don't make orbs of power anymore. So it's kind of that was an artifact mod. Right. So. It's a it's a little bit tricky. It's still really really good. Like I as we were recording, I ran through a master nightfall with with jelly. And oh really? <laughs> didn't have a problem staying alive. Still, as long as you're hitting with your hammer, you're getting cure, which gives you some health back. Right. Um, and the restoration times one. And like it's still very survivable. It's just a, you have to be a little bit more proactive on mm-hmm. on your movement and where you're going and, and that kind of stuff. But right. Okay. Um, well, there you go. Um, okay. So Loralee's got hit. The, um, another thing that is talking about getting hit or in the conversation about getting hit is divinity. Now, if you've been divinity. anywhere, if you've been anywhere on Twitter or on, um, the, around the destiny Two community, you've heard this, this was trending on Twitter, like top, like, it, it was it was like a big Twitter trend. Divinity, um, the Destiny Two community came through very furiously and was talking about uh, nerfing Divinity and and where it sits in the game. And this was all brought upon uh, an individual in the community who is not one, not two, but three times world first champions, cons- world first uh, consecutive winners. Back to back, back to, to back, back to back. Saltagreppo brought up the fact that Divinity needs to be nerfed, and I'm not going to go into detail about his whole argument. But the gist of it was, it is makes the game too easy because too big a buff, too easy to hit hedge or er, uh, precision shots. That was the gist of his argument, and the solution that he gave was, uh. I think it was remove the bubble and just give the debuff so that teams have to hit shots. So there were a couple of variations that they came up with, one of which was to remove the bubble and just give the debuff. One was to have uh, two modes, two firing modes, one which did the bubble and one which gave the debuff. Um, I, I think those were kind of the two big ones or or one of the like the third one i think was to reduce the size of the bubble by 50 percent to like half the size of it um or just reduce the debuff that it gives mm-hmm. 
um, to to promote using things like tether or other debuffs like tractor cannon and and things like that right um but yeah i mean uh, realistically like i can see where he's coming from to an extent because like to be able to go into an encounter with one weapon and then not have to worry about proper mod allocation and and like loadout building and proccing various things and applying specific debuffs like i think they want to like obviously destiny 2 is a very vast game there's a lot of things that you can do to do more damage and to have a blanket like just use divinity it's better kind of steers players away from spending the time to really craft and build like these these loadouts because they can just rely on divinity to provide a better buff you know right um and and i mean i that's the only reason why i see that that i that i could see bungie actually taking action on it and reducing one of the things or changing it Mm -hmm. um at the same time i think salt went a little too far and was saying that it basically requires no skill um and it makes the game like super easy um my reasoning for that is like salt is playing at such a high level of the game that that he is very biased i guess because all of the people that he plays with are in the top one percent of players in the game Mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about them missing headshots you don't have to worry about them not proccing buffs and debuffs um, because they always have them active they always prioritize their builds um Mm -hmm. it divinity serves a very unique purpose in which it provides a lot of players who are new to the game or or not as experienced or not who don't have the time to commit to crafting a a perfect loadout or a perfect build the ability to get through a lot of the somewhat more difficult content of the game and have an enjoyable time um not all of the players that are going into a raid want to have to be 100% hitting their headshots, stacking their buffs, making their elemental wells and getting charged with light. Um, some people just want to go in, have a good time, talk with friends, listen to music, you know? Yeah. Not worry. Um, and I feel like having Divinity provides them with the opportunity to do that. Um, For sure. I I could definitely see them maybe nerfing the the amount of debuff that it gives though yeah does in my in my opinion on this is is it an issue is it an actual like quantifiable issue or is it just one individual who plays with like you said the top one percent uh uh plays with the top one percent of players who wants more of a challenge you know, is it an actual right. problem or is it something that can be that is just going to be thrown away as as. Uh... I don't know. I mean, so I I spent a lot of time on Twitter going through like the threads that he had regarding it. Um, I saw a lot of people that were supporting it. I saw a lot of people that were against it. Um, there are definitely two sides to this story. Um 
personally, like, I, I respect Salt. Um, and I know for a fact that, that he respects the opinions of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for him, they're not demands. They are strictly, as he said, just opinions. Um, and, and constructive criticism that he would give if he had the opportunity. And they are things that he believes would make the game more challenging at the end, the higher end content for those that want more difficulty. Um, I know a lot of people are advocating to reinstate contest mode as a permanent, act, like available thing, um, and just and making them more like lucrative and more uh, more kind of rewarding. Um, and and kind of removing the the amount of debuff that Divinity provides is kind of like a step in that direction, I guess, without actually implementing it. Um, right. And and it definitely would make the game a little bit more difficult. Like you would have to spend more time. Like you can't just say like, oh, I'll just use Divinity and and that'll be it. Like it's not like a scapegoat or it's not like a a very overwhelmingly powerful tool. It's more of a a kind of takes like. A more background role it's like using gallerhorn to have everybody get wolfpack rounds you know it's, mm-hmm. it's providing a little bit of an advantage but not to the extent of how overpowered divinity is right now right um so uh, i i would like <clears throat> for a lot of weapons that get this kind of talk like this is like divinity has received like the most amount of interaction on twitter or on on social media out of any situation i think in the game so far in terms of specific weapons and the debate on whether or not it's too powerful um to the point in which i really do think that bungie will do something um but at the same time like it's not just salt that has said something mm-hmm. um salts was just the one that got lucky and got noticed and went viral right um divinity has been in the has been the uh, a star of different discussions for for years for months at least so so my question for you is what like his reasoning and the reasoning of people is that divinity is too used is too much of a of a like it is it is too used in the raid scene like people use it all the time yeah and it's too much right that's the argument right like there's no other weapon that people want to use could the same argument be made about something like well right it is too used everybody uses it in every raid run yeah pretty much it's a raid gun. It's a raid utility. It's it's something that you use in a raid to help your teammates. It's the same concept, I think, just in a gun. You know what I mean? You can choose right. to not use it to make it more difficult on yourself. <clears throat> but it it is it is a utility of the game. You're you're you'll never ever hear this argument about well, and if you do, it is going to be um it is it is going to be a a argument that is that is more um more like like in this exact situation right now in this exact situation using it as an example 
yeah. while talking about things like divinity. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna be a legitimate like you need right. to make well not heal you as much. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's already gotten it's already been 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 nerfed, right? It already doesn't give you the overshield, but it's still used. It's gonna be the exact same thing with divinity. I think divinity is is going to get nerfed. And then what's gonna happen is endgame PvE stuff is gonna to be too hard. Master mode is gonna to be too difficult for most people. And they're gonna start bitching about it. That's that is my opinion. That is my like guess as to what's gonna go down. Is that right. it's gonna be Yes, Divinity is too nerfed. I see it all the time. It needs to it needs to be changed. And then they change it, people still use it, and now the endgame content is too difficult. That yeah. is what's gonna happen, I in mean, my opinion. It I could definitely see that happening. Um and you know, if it does, then I mean realistically, like what other option is there, right? You can leave it as it is, and you know, it is what it is. And people continue to use it, and then you continue to see bosses have more and more health. Um and and these damage checks being more and more um like close to whether or not you can finish it or not mm -hmm. um or they they nerf it and people complain and they revert their nerf or they nerf it people still complain and they don't do anything about it or i, I mean i don't know like realistically like there there's no way for them to know exactly the outcome of what would happen either way um and it really comes down to the the devs and and what they believe um obviously salt saying something is going to carry some weight just because he's a very well respected member of the community in terms of his accomplishments um so this guy obviously knows a little bit about what he's talking about um but should his say mean more than than somebody else? I I don't think so. Right. Um, and and I would hope that Bungie feels the same way that they're not going to prioritize catering to somebody who is playing at the top. Um, because it's very easy for you to be at the top of the mountain and be like, man, it's boring up here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, You've reached the the skill gap. You've reached the upper limit of the skill, like ladder. You're at the you're at the skill ceiling, and like you are. you want more. You want yeah. more difficulty. It's natural to do to want that. But mm. there are so many more players that are casual players that that aren't looking to to barely be able to complete content. Um. And and I think it's important that Bungie realizes that, and I think they do. Which is why I could, but I I really believe if they do something, it's just going to be a reduction of the size of the bubble, or it's going to be a slight reduction of the buff by like five percent, ten percent max. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. And and I really don't think it'll be anymore because if they do it too much, then the gun is going to never be used. Um, it's going to be useless. Yeah, because um, you can just get the same. You can get a 
a yeah, big you can buff. get a better buff by using hunter tether yeah you can get a bigger um, buff by using tether and you get a player tractor. to do damage like yeah yeah so i mean they have to be careful because if they do it too much then they'll mess it up and they'll revert it um or i mean i don't know it's it's just one of those things we're gonna have to see mm -hmm. but i wouldn't necessarily say it's off the table yeah. But I also wouldn't say that just because Salt said so, then it's going to change. Right. Well, it is It is what it is. It is to be seen in the coming TWABs whether or not we uh, we see a nerf to the gun. I hope we don't, but who knows. Um, that being said, I'm going to get out of here. It is 1.50 a.m. at the end of this recording. Croissant, thank you so much for swinging through yet again. Um We'll have to yeah, we'll have to man. do some more King's Falls. You have to show me the symbols. Yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely at that stage now where I'm excited to start getting into the low mans of the raid. Um, cool, cool, cool. I know Jelly was talking to you. He messaged me uh, uh, last week. Um, after watching Flame and watching Flame's YouTube video where he did his, I, I'm I'm down. And literally today, while I was getting ready for work, I watched uh, Zemo. And uh, I think Spice, they mm. did a duo back to back of every boss. Oh no, it was it was uh, it was Salt. It was Salt and uh, another member of Elysium. I think Artemis, where they went through every single boss duo back to back to back. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. See that yeah. like that's so, that's nuts. So like it, yeah. that's what we're gonna be doing, and, I and guess, in the coming yeah, days. That's yeah. That, I I I work tomorrow, but I want to. And when I get home, I have the next two days off. I, I want to get oh, into huge. some low man stuff. All right. Well, we got an episode coming on Thursday. That's where we uh, talk about the TWAB. Hopefully, there's no Divinity nerf in there. But if there is, you'll be the first to know. Um, please they'll go probably ahead and... address it. I don't think they're going to actually take action just yet. Yeah. They kind of want to gauge. They'll talk about it for sure. Report. They have yeah. to. There's no way they don't talk about it. Right. He, they were trending on Twitter for <laughs> however many hours. Um but yeah, please go ahead and follow the uh, the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I am streaming daily now on Twitch, um, so please feel free to swing into uh, twitch.tv slash crusty11. Um, only if you feel like it, come say hi, you know, ask questions that we can we can address on the podcast. And if you guys want to see some podcast episodes recorded live, um, that is an option, but you guys are going to have to swing through for that. So, you know, there is that. Um that being said, I'm going to edit this podcast out and I'm going to go to bed. Everybody be safe, don't get murdered, and we will see you guys on Thursday. Take it easy.